Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. Join me this week as I explore Sydney, Australia, my homeland. Where do you start with such a cosmopolitan city like Sydney? I mean, can any single review tick all the boxes and provide you with the real insider's guide to one of the best and most beautiful cities in the world? Likely not, but let's give it a whirl just for fun. I'm traveling with Sam, my 18-year-old daughter, and therefore no bar, nightclubs or party scenes for this week's episode. However, that being said, there are a ton of great things to do, see and eat in Sydney, Australia. Sydney is Australia's largest city. I chose to say somewhere quite central. This is important as Sydney is huge. And although their transit system is very good, especially the ferry service, but if you're outside the city centre, then you're missing some of the great energy that this city has to offer. I've been to Sydney many times, but on this occasion, Sam and I stayed at the Shangri-La, which is located at 176 Cumberland Street. Mostly because it's so easy and close to the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the Rocks and Circular Quay. Don't get me wrong, there are a ton of great hotels in Sydney, particularly in the Central Business District. So find something in your price range and centrally located. That's the best tip. I often use bookings.com to find the best hotels when I travel, which includes some last minute deals and bonus offers. But you do need to do your homework. The Shangri-La was a beautiful hotel and although a little pricey, however, to be fair, the price was mostly due to the harbour view which I had requested that provided an unobstructed view of both Sydney Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. How good is that? Sam and I had quite a list of things to see and do when we were in Sydney. The first on our list was the Sydney Bridge Climb. It was awesome. We had a climb time of 7am, which in reality meant we had to be there at 6.30am. Fortunately for us, the hotel was a mere 400 metres from the start of the bridge climb. After arriving, checking in, we had our briefing and we got kitted up ready for our hike, which began at 8am sharp. It was a perfect time to climb in the summer heat, right before it got too, too hot up on top. But the views were incredible. No words can describe them. The views of the harbour, the city, and all that surrounded it was just magical at that time of the morning with the light. I would highly recommend it as a must do when you're in Sydney. No ifs, ands or buts. Another of the iconic activities to do in Sydney was to go to Circular Quay, adjacent to the Opera House and Sydney Harbour Bridge, and take a ferry to Manly to see the sights of the harbour in all its glory. Sam and I took the slow boat to Manly, which stopped at a few places along the way. It was so lovely to sit out on the deck in the sunshine and check out the harbour properties. Wow! Incredible. Once we arrived into Manly, we headed up Wentworth Street, which is directly adjacent to the ferry terminus, for a little R&R. &R. We spent the afternoon reading and snoozing on the beach, 
before our gelato called our names. It truly is the best thing to do on a hot summer's day. Whether you're in Australia or in Italy, gelato is it. One of my favorite early morning activities while Sam slept in was to walk across the Sydney Harbour Bridge to Milsons Point on the North Shore. This colorful neighborhood is home to Luna Park, which has served as Sydney's main amusement park since 1935. In addition, it's also home to the North Sydney Olympic Pool. And surprisingly, more world records have been set in that pool than anywhere else in the world. However, because it's a saltwater pool, none of the records stand. Who can visit Sydney without spending time at the iconic Bondi Beach? Bondi is located a mere 10 kilometers from the central business district, and it's one of the most famous beaches in all of Australia. Yes, it is a little touristy, but I love to do two things when I come to Bondi. The first is to have lunch at icebergs and watch the swimmers in the ocean-fed pool swim laps while breakers smash into the pool wall and refill the pool with fresh salt water. The second is to take the path south from icebergs to Tamarama Beach around the coast. This delightful 25 minute walk will help you walk off the fabulous lunch you've just had while at the same time taking in some of the most beautiful views of the Pacific Ocean and the beachside suburbs. And just a gorgeous way to spend the afternoon in Sydney. Australia has an eclectic palette, but what I can tell you is that if you're near the ocean, then the seafood should be your number one choice in Australia. Sam loves her oysters, au naturel of course, and so we found our way to the Sydney Cove Oyster Bar, which is by its very name oozes yummy delights and is adjacent to Sydney Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. Truly, we were not to be disappointed as Sam had the Tasmanian Pacific Oysters to start followed by blue swimmer crab in its shell. She was in foodie heaven. Me, well, I'm more of a cooked oyster guy, so I enjoyed Kilpatrick oysters, seared with bacon and Worcestershire sauce, followed by spanner crab on toast with candied lemon, and finally salt and pepper calamari, so soft and delicious that it melted into my mouth. As you can probably tell by now, I like the small bites so that I can try a few different dishes all at once. What can I say? They were all absolutely mouthwatering and delicious. Now my daughter Sam also loves her desserts. So our dinner was topped off with Royal Copenhagen waffle ice cream on our walk back to the hotel. Yum, it was delicious in the summer night air. Not only is Sam a foodie, but she loves her desserts. So our dinner was topped off with some Royal Copenhagen ice cream on our walk back to the hotel. Just delicious in the night summer air. On our final night in Sydney before leaving for the next leg of our adventure in Australia, we went to, on Sam's request to the oldest pub in Sydney. It's called the Fortune of War and it's in the Rocks Precinct adjacent to Circular Quay, quite low, close to our hotel. This hotel dates back to 1828 and is chock full of Australian charm and history from a bygone era that I thought was gone forever. Now for starters, the dining room is upstairs, which is quite traditional and old school for Australian pubs. 
It had a rowdy heritage-style bar downstairs that was packed with both tourists and locals alike, all chatting and drinking amiably in a crescendo of noise not witnessed since the 1960s. Seriously, it was loud. If you don't go there to eat, at least stop by for a drink to soak up some of the atmosphere. I quite enjoyed my chicken parmigiana with Sam and her burger and fries. One of the best parts of any trip is that often you try foods and restaurants that perhaps in everyday life you may not choose. Sydney was no exception for us, and that Sam found us some absolute gems. Clearly we packed a lot into the three days in this beautiful city, literally just dipping our toes into the water so to speak. But not surprisingly we both fell in love with this incredible city and can't wait to visit again. For most people visiting Australia, Sydney will be their gateway. Whether it be from Europe, Asia or North America, Sydney is generally the gateway to Australia. Well, I hope you enjoy your trip to Sydney as much as we did. If you'd like to learn more about Indulable Adventures or the services we provide, please visit our website at www.indulableadventures.com. Well, thanks for listening and until next time, ciao.